Hi, hello, and welcome to You Want to Watch, a podcast where I'll let you know whether or not that movie you're considering watching is worth it. My name is Gabby, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about 1917 and Just Mercy. Both of these movies are still playing in theaters, so if after I'm done talking about them, you decide that you want to watch, they should be playing somewhere near you for you to do that. 1917 is a movie set during the First World War, and it is about these two young British soldiers who are tasked with delivering a message across enemy territory to a battalion of soldiers who are planning to attack, but the attack is a trap, and it's their job to stop the attack from going forward because if they do then the British are going to lose thousands of men and one of the men being one of the two soldiers brother. I feel like that sounds kind of confusing when you just hear it but it's not it's really just you follow two guys walking through a lot of fields and lots of bad things happening to them and that's essentially the easier summary of the movie. And actually, this movie was one of my most anticipated in 2019 to watch. One that I definitely was hoping to catch before the end of the year, but it was not playing near me until last week. And so it became one of the first movies I saw in 2020. And I think actually I'm a little more happy that I saw it in 2020 and not in 2019 because despite all being a really good movie, I don't think it would have cracked my top 10. And that might've been really disappointing for me considering how highly anticipated I had it on my list. That's not to say there isn't a lot of good things about this movie. My man, my main guy, Roger Deakins, is doing the cinematography in this movie. And I talked about him in my Goldfinch episode. We just get to keep bringing up that episode. So again, if you haven't listened to it, it's the very first episode of this podcast. I talk about Roger Deakins and that a lot. I'm going to talk about him a lot here too, because he's so incredibly talented. I can't get over his vision, the way he brings films together and just, it just feels so visionary despite however many movies he's worked on, just however many movies have been made in history. He still manages to feel so fresh and trying to do lots of different things. And he could direct a movie about literally anything. And I think I would be excited to see it and would love looking at it. The biggest like draw, I guess you could say, or like little like interesting quirk about this movie that's been highly talked about is that it is filmed in quote unquote one shot. Now that whether or not it actually is, is debatable among actual film people who know more than I do. But the idea is that it's one continuous shot. There's no different, um, like camera breaks and like resetting of scenes. It's just they filmed it so that it looks like you're following the action of all of it just continuously in one shot, as the name would imply. And that's actually one of my favorite um, like directing techniques. I love when films include like tracking shots and one shots because I think I always am reminded of how much effort and work goes into that and having all of your like scene blocking 
worked out perfectly between your actors and your actors having all of their lines and nobody sort of making any big mistakes or anything that kind of like goes wrong. You have to keep rolling with it and hope that that footage is now still usable the way the director intended it to be seen. And so I always like when movies do that. And so that was definitely one of the biggest reasons I was interested in seeing this is because I wanted to see how that was going to play out. And I think that's why it's getting a lot of the buzz that it is getting, especially on like the award circuit, because it is like this tremendous accomplishment to have done the whole movie in this way. And I think Sam Mendes, the director and Roger Deakins do need to be commended for that just because it is really hard. It's not the easiest thing to do and it does look really nice, but I also feel like the movie's getting a little more hype just based on that and not based on the entire quality of the movie as a whole. To speak on awards, so it won um, Best Motion Picture Drama and Best Director at the Golden Globes and I watched that Sunday night and then I went and saw this that Thursday um, and so I was really really excited to see it like knowing that it had won like one of the biggest awards of the night at the Golden Globes so I think my expectations just kept growing and kept growing as I led up to seeing this movie and maybe that's part of why I was a little disappointed because I just think I had these such high expectations of what I wanted from it but that's just how it goes sometimes when you see a lot of movies and you get excited about a lot of movies like not everything is going to be exactly what you expected and that's okay when the oscar nominations dropped early this week it received a nomination for best picture best director and best original screenplay um to speak on the screenplay it was written partly by sam mendez who um, got the story from his grandfather so it's supposed to be slightly like true story-ish obviously world war one is a real thing that happened but this specific story about these two young soldiers going off to deliver this message is supposed to be part of what he heard from his grandfather and then turned into a movie I think another highlight of this movie, uh, apart from how it looked um, and the way it was directed, is the acting was really strong. Um, we have lots of cameos from different British people, um, but you're mainly spending the most of the time with um, the two soldiers who are played by George Mackay and Dean Charles Chapman. And Chapman has been in um, Game of Thrones, so he might be sort of recognizable to people who are super into Game of Thrones and can remember faces of all those different British people in that show and then George Mackay I have seen in a couple of things but he's probably more new to most average moviegoers and so I, I think that was a really good choice like Sam Mendes said he wanted to pick two unknowns that was in a speech he gave at the Golden Globes and I don't think he totally picked two like unknown unknowns but they're not known enough that I think it did give this sort of effect of it these two soldiers could have been anybody sort of feel that I think he was going for. And so I thought that was done really well. But at the end of the day, I really just feel like despite the cool camera techniques and the way it looked, it really just was another World War One movie. And I think at this point we have enough of them. 
I know the idea is that like there were so many soldiers and so many different people involved in that war that there are so many stories to tell. And I get that. And I do feel like I understand why every like those stories need to be told. But I also just feel like we're still getting the same movie every time, even if the story's different, like at the end of it, it still all kind of follows the same beat and same sort of like here's some action like here's some gunfights here's some emotional sort of scenes and you're going to get attached to a character who's inevitably going to die because this is a war and it just kind of feels like it follows these beats like the like war movies follow these beats consistently and you can kind of tell like how it's going to go right when it starts and that's just kind of getting boring to me I guess I don't know I just don't think we need more movies about really big wars it is nice to look at though the acting is really good the techniques that are used are really cool so if you were interested in seeing it already I do think it is worth giving it a watch especially um, if you're like me who watches everything that's nominated for best picture at the Oscars which side note this is the first year ever that I have already seen every nominee for best picture usually I have at least one or two that I have to go back and give a watch but for the first time I have seen them all go me but yeah I think I still would recommend it if you already had a like past interest in seeing this but if you're kind of like "Eh, I don't want to watch another movie about world war one and I'd say skip it because at the end of the day it's just another movie about world war one Next, we're going to talk about Just Mercy, a movie starring Jamie Foxx, Michael B. Jordan, and Brie Larson. This movie is based off of a memoir of the same name written by a man named Brian Stevenson. And the movie tells a story of him as a young defense attorney who takes on the case of Walter McMillan, who is a man on death row who has been wrongly convicted. And he makes it his goal to set Walter free. As I said, this movie is based off of a memoir. So this is all true real events that happened. Um, And so obviously there's probably a lot more that went on within his life at this time. But this movie definitely focuses mainly on Walter, who is played by Jamie Foxx, and Brian, who is played by... Uh, Michael B. Jordan and then Brie Larson plays uh, someone who works with Brian and the sort of foundation that they start to help get people adequate legal representation. I had seen the trailer for this movie a bunch of times before it came out um, and so I was excited to see it but it wasn't one of the ones that I was expecting to like go and see it the Thursday night that it came out. And one of the reasons for that is that me and Michael B. Jordan have this sort of funny relationship where I can't tell if I think he can act. I first saw him in The Wire. That was the first thing I ever saw him play in. And I think that his performance in The Wire is still to this day the best thing he's ever done in his career and so I probably just keep comparing everything to that and that's probably not fair but it also is what it is um if you've seen The Wire then you know what I'm talking about and if you haven't then you need to watch The Wire because it's one of the best shows ever to have been on television apart from Black Sails but I feel like I a lot of the times I watch things that Michael B. Jordan is in and I feel sort of 
like conflicted because half the time it feels like he's a good actor and the other half of the time I don't believe the way he's delivering his lines and so I wasn't exactly sure how this movie was going to go especially with the like such like more serious topic that this movie is going to deal with like with people being on death row and the different like the racism that he was going to face in the south and things of that nature so I just wasn't sure how it was going to go and I am happy to report that I was pleasantly surprised by his performance and I think he did a really good job I think he had a lot of like just good material to work with being that um that it was based off of a memoir. And so you had this real person to sort of probably bounce a lot of ideas off of and get some feedback to see exactly how he was going to play it and how like the real events sort of played out. And I think that definitely helped in his favor. And also being able to play off Jamie Foxx, who his talent is one that doesn't really need to be explained at how good he is like if you've seen Jamie Foxx in anything serious even in anything funny like you know that Jamie Foxx can act and he always brings everything he has to the table and I think uh, the movie did a really good job of bringing across its like core messages of justice and the way that um, that justice has to be available for all and not just some depending on how rich you are what your race is um, because then it's not justice if it's not available to all and I think um, that it was definitely there there was bias and it was skewed but it was skewed in the right way to where I didn't have a problem with it like knowing for me personally and I guess everyone's going to have their opinion and I'm going to think that I'm right regardless but at the end when they're showing the facts about people that end up on death row and the one fact being that one in nine people that are executed are innocent like that number just blows my mind and I I feel like if that doesn't make you angry then I guess you probably wouldn't like this movie because this movie takes a stance that maybe not exactly that the death penalty is wrong but that people who are on the death penalty should have every single option exhausted to the point where there has to be absolutely nothing more that can be done before any execution goes through so it definitely it has its stance and it's strong on it and I appreciated that that was one of the big things that I liked about this movie I do think it played it pretty safe in its storytelling, though, and I think maybe that was done intentionally because it really just wanted to get the message across without trying to do too much, like, I mean, stylistically even, or sort of like kind of playing around with more current political themes. It just sort of told that very one um, specific story in that time frame. Um, and it's not like the biggest critique, but I just think that maybe some more, some more could have been added to it to just bring it forward to like 2020 a little bit more, just because it feels like this movie could have been released anywhere from when the events in real life happened to now. Like there's nothing about this movie that lets me know that this movie was sort of made in 2019, 
It was directed by Dustin Daniel Cretton, who worked on the screenplay. So he helped adapt the screenplay from the book. And fun fact about Dustin is that he is directing one of the next big Marvel movies. He is directing Shang-Chi, and I'm really excited for that. I'm excited that it's being made into a movie at all, but also that he is going to be behind uh, the camera on that one. I'm excited to see it. Um, He's mainly also known for um, a movie called Short Term 12, which also starred Brie Larson. um, And that was made into a movie based on a short film that he had created. um, And then it premiered at South by Southwest uh, and it won the grand jury there. So it's a definitely it's a great movie. Um, it has also like Brahmi Malik and Caitlin Deaver and Lakeith Stanfield. So it feels like it's one of those like little hidden gems that has a lot of really like great actors right now, but back and early in their career that I think a lot of people haven't seen. So I would also suggest watching that movie by him if um, you're at all interested. Uh, but to speak back to Just Mercy, I do just think that it did a really good job telling the story and I think the story is important um but like I said I just think it kind of was like I don't want to use the word boring because I wasn't bored but just the way that the story was told it wasn't anything like too exciting that was added to the story um which is not the like I said not the biggest like critique that I could possibly have had about this movie I would say that it's worth a watch, especially if you like Michael B. Jordan, if you like Jamie Foxx, or if you like movies that have a little more of a like real life component and a real like hard story told throughout from start to finish, then I would say that you should check this one out because I think this would definitely be of interest to you. That's all I have for this episode. I haven't been watching a lot of movies besides like these two the only other movie like that's new to me that I've watched in the past two weeks was Wild Rose on Hulu which I wouldn't recommend so I'm not even going to bother talking about it more than just to say that I watched it um so I would still though love to hear what you all have been watching if there's anything that you're excited to see that's coming out in theaters that you might want me to watch and review you can let me know on Twitter or Instagram. I am planning on seeing the new bad boys but I want to do something sort of different for that review. I want to watch each of the previous two and record my thoughts after I watch the first and then record after the second and then record after the third and have this like full bad boys episode with my thoughts on all three. I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but I am excited at the idea of doing it. So look out for that episode, hopefully next week, and I will catch you then. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Wanna Watch. You can find me on Apple Podcast and Spotify, as well as on Twitter at YWWPod and Instagram at You Wanna Watch.